Okay. So I'm going day by day here. So as I'm moving into my day six, boom, boom, boom. I'm learning that my judgment the other day was pretty good in noticing that, hey, um, when I was going through my inner winter menstruation, I realized that there's there's a whole bunch of different yoga literature out there where some people say don't do yoga at all during menstruation, others say do you can do anything, and then there's others that say, well, let's be a little bit cautious, right? So as I was working with all of those different dynamics, I just kind of decided, well, I'm just going to take it easy because I realize that when I'm in different levels of discomfort or pain or fog, it's harder for me to have discernment and judgment, good judgment. So I just kind of erred on the, the line of safety. So I basically took on, I basically looked at some of the menstruation yoga sequences and I just kind of cherry picked with them. So I just kind of chose one or two and then I would just kind of focus on them and just kind of work with them intuitively. Um, but not try to like rush through to get through all the content of the sequence. So then basically, I did that. That worked really well. I always know something worked well by the next day. If by the time that I've woken up, like that I'm waking up in my bed the next day, if it, if I'm feeling like well and happy and rested, then I know that it worked well, right? Whereas if I'm feeling like kind of like, oh, like something's wrong, right? <laughs> that's when I know something went wrong, right? Um, that's usually the, the time that's the most accurate for me to just like judge. Um, so then the next day was good. Um, so then this next day, I went a little bit excited because I was like, oh, I'm on day five. That means like I'm at the end of my, my menstruation and probably today's like my first day of spring, right? Um, and so I could just go ahead and just start doing like, you know, I did a little bit of somatic yoga in the beginning of the day, some neck somatic yoga, and then mid-morning I did some triangle poses, which is more power yoga. Then, then mid-afternoon I did a little bit more. I did like a moon salutation sequence that is probably, like it is recommended during menstruation, but it's also like one of the upper advanced kind of yoga sequences I would say to be doing during menstruation because it does exert a lot of power yoga type poses, right? It's all the standing kind of poses. So I'm, I'm a little bit leery to do it during menstruation. Um, so I saved it for, you know, doing during my spring, like the beginning of my spring. And that's the kind of rhythm that I kind of want to follow for now. I want to take anything that they recommend during menstruation to try it out during springtime so that I can just get a feel for it um, and transition into spring in a way that feels safe and controlled and um, respectful and honoring and stuff. So I did that. Um, and I, I did it. Like I really challenged myself as I did that sequence. I did it for like a good 20 minutes, like full active mode. And then like the last sequence I did, it took me like about 10 minutes or so. Um, and then I did like a 10 minute Shavasana resting pose thing. So that was really good. I felt really good as I was doing that. And then later on in the day, I did a few more like 
for bedtime yoga, I kind of did like some more neck yoga. I did some more wrist yoga. Um, I did another sequence to just kind of like open up the hips. So there, these are all like two to five to eight minute kind of yoga sequences. So that was good. And then I went to sleep, but I, I had a really hard time getting to sleep. It was like I was a little bit too jazzed because <laughs> I'm not used to doing that much yoga, for example, in a day. And then two, I'm not used to doing it later at night. And then because of a lot of the screen usage while I was trying to do the different poses, that probably didn't really help with the, the sleep aspect as well. So that was something that I could keep in mind to improve for the next days. And then also when I woke up today, after, after having done all that the previous day, oh, and I should also mention that partway through the day, especially after the moon salutation sequence, I noticed that I was spotting again. So that told me that I really wasn't in spring yet, and I was actually still in winter. And it was good that I tried out those things just so I could try them out and try out spring. But at the same time, that was a good indicator to me to be like, oh, well, it's a good thing that it's recommended for menstruation anyways. Um, even though it was more exerting of my spirit and my body, um, but that I was still in like what I would call a safe zone, right, of practicing and not like injuring my body or like being um, abusing it in any way. So that was really cool to, to just like observe all those things. Um, and then, yeah, so then when I fell asleep to like, and then woke up today, I could feel a difference. And it wasn't like a great difference, right? Like it was kind of like this like achy sore kind of difference. Um, probably it was good to feel a little achy sore because I was doing a little bit more athletic kind of yoga stuff. So my body's like responding and, and talking to me, right? Um, then there's the other part of me that wonders how much water that I really did take in yesterday, even though I did take in a lot because I did have like nettle um, that was in a pot for most of the day. So I just kept pouring from that. Um, and then... But anyways, it, it just kind of got me thinking, well, maybe maybe I did kind of not like totally overdo it with the, the moon salutation yoga on like my menstruation day, my last menstruation day. Um, but I haven't really done a full moon salutation like in a long time, right? So it was probably, it was probably a good time to try it out, but also like it's like a no-brainer to be expected that it was a little bit of a challenge and it's, it's causing, you know, some consequences now where I can feel it. Um, cause I for sure can feel it in my hips for sure. Right. That's where it's like hinging. And thankfully I don't feel any pain in my back or any of those like main culprit kind of areas that usually feel sore when I've kind of overdone it. So that was kind of nice to be like, Oh no, this was straight up just yoga exercise working on my body and it's showing up. So that's okay. And it's not like it's like achy to the point of being like, oh man, like I injured myself or I'm in pain kind of feeling. But it's like, no, I worked, you know, my body is telling me that it, it did some work yesterday. Yeah. So that makes me happy to be in that state of just like acknowledging that, realizing that. And then as I build this, it's, it's nice because it's allowing for me to reflect and be like, okay, so if that's how I feel on like a winter's day doing yoga that often, it goes to show how important it is for a person to be so much more in tune with their inner season, right? Thankfully, when I was taking my yoga teacher training, 
I never actually went to the weekend retreat type um, yoga training days. Um, one, because like I just couldn't make it happen um, for those days. But two, it was probably helpful because I was pregnant at the time. And so it's not like I could really do a lot um, at that time in the same way that I could do if I wasn't pregnant. And I would call pregnancy, and it has been said too, that pregnancy is also kind of generally categorized into inner winter in a women's cycle as well. So it was probably good that I wasn't doing that then. And and that's something that I need to keep in mind too um, when I offer different yoga retreat type of things because I realize there's an inner season, but there's also an outer season that can be super supportive to people. Um, and so maybe that is why there's a lot of yoga retreats in the summer, you know, because it is a lot of activity and a lot of like, um, movement and, and learning and growth and things like all in one little retreat, right? So it's, it's good to have the support of like a summer to be able to help people feel like they can manage something like that. So that's something I'm really grateful for. I was really grateful also during my winter, I took the time to ponder on what I want to study and as I realized what I wanted to study, it became pretty clear that whatever I study, I want to memorize it um, because that's how I'm able to best feel like I can be present with my studies. Otherwise, my mind just wanders and it goes all over the place. So this is a little thing that I've been memorizing and it's just in time because today's Christmas Eve. So I'm just like, I memorized three paragraphs of this statement that I've always wanted to study and I'm really grateful. So it's called the living Christ. As we commemorate the birth of Jesus Christ two millennia ago, we offer our testimony of the reality of his matchless life. The infinite virtue and the infinite virtue of his great atoning sacrifice. None other has had so profound an influence upon all those who have lived and all who will yet live upon the earth. He was the great Jehovah of the Old Testament, the Messiah of the New, under the direction of his father, he was the creator of the earth. All things were made by him. And without him was nothing, was not anything made that was made. John 1 3. Though sinless, he was baptized to fulfill all righteousness. He went about doing good. Acts 10.38 Yet was despised for it. His gospel was a message of peace and goodwill. He entreated all to follow his example. He walked the roads of Palestine, healing the sick, causing the blind to see, and raising the dead. He taught the truths of eternity the reality of our premortal existence, the purpose of our life on earth, 
and the potential for the sons and daughters of God in the life to come. He instituted the sacrament as a reminder of his great atoning sacrifice. He was arrested and condemned on spurious charges, convicted to satisfy a mob, and sentenced to die on Calvary's cross. He gave his life He gave his life to atone for the sins of all mankind. His was a great and vicarious gift in behalf of all who would ever live upon the earth. So I don't know if that's exactly word for word. I probably missed like one or two words. But that's kind of what I was working on during my inner winter time. And I'm grateful that I was able to get like three paragraphs in. I was super ambitious when I started it. I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to be able to do this in like 11 hours. I'm going to be able to do this in one day. And there's like, I don't know, 13 paragraphs. I've got three of them down. So I've got like 10 more to go. And that was like a few days ago. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. And I'm looking forward to doing more.